and pops is my dad frank beccarello thanks sweetie and thank you for tuning into episode 151 of spinning my dad's vinyl we slide now quite nicely into the first record of a two album set of popular new york city jazz musicians taking their music around the u.s in fact according to the album back cover they performed in front of 200,000 fans during 37 concerts in 25 cities this is half of one of those concerts. So, get ready to hear the East-West Coast All-Stars with music refined at a famed jazz club named after one of the best saxophonists that ever lived in Volume 151, Birdland Stars Tour 1. Thank <laughs> you. 
Birdland stars on tour with a bit of the blues. Now, all of the music on this album was written and arranged specifically for this tour by Manny Album and Ernie Wilkins. Okay, why this record for this episode? Well, this was not an album set I was familiar with at all until I logged them into Discogs.com. I don't remember coming across them at my parents' house ever. 
But just the name Birdland drew my attention as I was a fan of the song and the new address of the famous nightclub was on our to visit list when we were in New York City this past June. But we had to shorten our wish list thanks to us walking way more than we had anticipated. I also noticed that there are very few songs on each of these records. These songs are long, so I'm only playing four of the six on this album, which means we'll combine a couple of breaks. So, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. The Birdland Stars. The Birdland Stars on Tour Volume 1 on the RCA Victor label, number LPM1327. It's a vinyl LP album mono format, released in 1956. Its genre is jazz, and its style is hard bop. It was recorded February 27, 1956, in Webster Hall in New York. The liner notes are pretty extensive, so I will carefully pluck relevant ones for you. This group, for want of a better name, was dubbed the East-West Coast All-Stars, Two of Jazzdom's finest modern arrangers, Manny Album and Ernie Wilkins, were commissioned to write a dozen original compositions. Six are heard in this album and six in volume two. And after a week of careful rehearsals, away they all flew, playing happy, swinging music to an estimated total of some 200,000 bird fanciers who paid their way into 37 concerts in 25 cities. Set in the mainstream of jazz and not committed to any one school, cult, or coterie, both these fine young musicians have established themselves as prolific, highly inventive, and exciting creative talents. The problem that they faced in putting the program together for the Birdland tour was a tricky one. The music had to be simple and yet have enough substance to hold the interest of an audience of concertgoers. The scores, because of a minimum of rehearsal time available before the tour was to begin, had to be easy to learn, and yet as challenging as possible for such a crew of swinging thinkers as the East-West Coast All-Stars. Because the seven instrumentalists and two arrangers involved in this happy project are modern but scarcely far out, the music heard on each one of the 37 concerts and on the record can be classified as basic rather than abstract. It is more emotional than it is intellectual, and it is as free and freewheeling as jazz traditionally must be. Now, that was written by Nat Shapiro. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. $10.75 for a high, $1 for a low, for a 5, I'm sorry, 4.59 average and 3.38 median. It was last sold on March 18th, 2023 for $4.99. eBay had it from 9 to 20 bucks and Amazon had several copies and they all seem to be priced right at $12. Now, my dad's record seems to be in pretty good condition. There are only a couple of major pops on it. There aren't many marks at all on the surface and I'll attribute that to the thin wax paper sleeve still holding the record itself inside the main cover. And the main cover, on the other hand, is not in good condition at all. In fact, it's poor. There are plenty of wear marks on both the front and the back. The white back is a little dirty. And there's a slit along the bottom adjacent to the cover's slot, but otherwise the seams are intact. However, it's missing my dad's address label and any usual markings on the back. He did miss a few, probably because even he didn't know 
how many records he had. So I'll value my dad's vinyl at a buck. Next up, I know what these guys majored in, but what were their minors?
That was Minor in the Blues. Okay, now let me introduce the musicians on this record. Phil Woods on alto saxophone, John Simmons on bass, Kenny Clark on drums, Hank Jones on piano, Al Kahn on tenor saxophone, and Conti Condoli and Kenny Dorham on trumpet. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with Birdland, the club, and the song. Birdland is a jazz club in New York City. When the original Birdland opened in December of 1949, Charlie Parker was the headliner and the club was located on Broadway, a block west of the 52nd Street scene, which was a hotbed of jazz in the 1930s and 40s. Miraculously, just as the scene on 52nd Street caved in, Birdland was born and quickly came to prominence. For the next 15 years, the club's survival formula was built upon memorable double and triple bills commencing at 9 p.m. and sometimes lasting till dawn. In addition to Bird, many jazz legends were regulars at the club. Count Basie and his smoking big band made Birdland their New York headquarters, eventually recording George Shearing's Lullaby of Birdland live at the club. John Coltrane's classic quartet regularly appeared at the club in the early 1960s, recording Live at Birdland. And the famous DJ, Symphony Sid Torin, made a name for himself broadcasting live from the club to radio listeners up and down the eastern seaboard. In its first five years of existence, 1,400,000 paid the $1.50 admission to make their way either right to the cabaret section or left to the intense listening bullpen to hear Birdland's attractions and sample its atmosphere. Given the artists on the bill, that comes as no surprise. 
Birdland's booking history reads like a who's who of jazz. Charlie Parker, Dizzy Gillespie, Thelonious Monk, Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Bud Powell, Stan Getz, Lester Young, Errol Garner, and many, many others. Considering the excitement that Birdland generated on a daily basis, it's no surprise that the club attracted its share of celebrities. Regulars to the nightly festivities included such household names as Gary Cooper, Marilyn Monroe, Frank Sinatra, Joe Lewis, Marlene Dietrich, Ava Gardner, Sammy Davis Jr., and Sugar Ray Robinson. As Alan Morrison, the longtime editor of Ebony, once put it, quote, Birdland was both a cultural vantage point and a barometer of trends where all the big names in jazz performed, unquote. But as a new popular music, rock and roll emerged, Birdland's fortunes declined in the 60s and its doors were closed on Broadway and 52nd in 1965. That was found on birdlandjazz.com, and I'll drop the link in this episode's liner notes. Birdland is also a jazz pop piece written by Joe Zawinul of the band Weather Report as a tribute to the Birdland nightclub in New York City, which appeared on the band's 1977 album, Heavy Weather. The composition is a tribute to the famous New York City Jazz Club, and this is where Zawinul, who visited the club almost daily, heard performances by Count Basie, Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, and Miles Davis. Looking back, he claimed, quote, the old Birdland was the most important place in my life, unquote. According to Jaco Pastorius of Weather Report, in a 1978 interview, the studio version of the song on Heavy Weather was recorded in just one take. The Manhattan Transfer won a Grammy Award with their 1979 version of the song, which had lyrics by John Hendricks. Quincy Jones won two Grammy Awards for the version of the piece he included on his 1989 album, Back on the Block. Now, my first exposure to the song was Maynard Ferguson's big band version, and Buddy Rich does a killer version as well. You should check both of those recordings out. And now, I think there's only a couple of states left where you can say this. Thank you. 
say at a full service gas station except this is spelled p-h-i-l for the sax player in the group well i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i enjoyed bringing it to you i'm glad my dad has so much jazz in his collection we get to really dive deep into some of the other musicians out there that don't always have quite the same name recognition as other big record sellers this record was a great example of that And this was a great group to just listen to. I wasn't able to get much information about this recording session or the tour they were on, only the date this was recorded. So I don't know how many concerts into those 37 they performed this one, but they certainly sounded like they'd been together for a long time by the time they did this record. And finally, it's the name of the bar outside the small racetrack in my hometown. Thank you. 
that was Last Lap. And there you have selections from the first of two albums in my dad's collection featuring this group of jazz all-stars. So thanks for tuning into Volume 151, Birdland Stars Tour 1, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to SpinningMyDad'sVinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for Volume 152, Goodman's Greats. Until then, go with the flow, my friends. (laughs) 